This is Writers in Tech, a podcast where today's top content strategists, UX writers, and content designers share their well-kept industry secrets. Today's episode is brought to you by Writer, an all-in-one AI writing assistant for teams. Writer allows teams to create a single source of truth for brand terms that is easy to build, edit, and share. It integrates seamlessly with Chrome, Google Docs, Word, Outlook, and now offers a plugin that brings automated brand consistency directly to Figma. Go to writer.com, yes, that's W-R-I-T-E-R.com, and see what Writer can do for your team. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to our UX writing space. And we are going to have a discussion about UX writing today. It's the first time we're doing this. It's uh, some kind of a pilot. And that's about it. So we'll wait for more people to join. We have five more minutes. Um, And we are going to chat briefly about UX writing today current challenges that UX writers have. If it will do good, we might uh, we might upload it to our podcast. If it will be like a fruitful discussion. Um, and that's about it. I see that Excel joined and I invited Excel as speaker. Uh, how are you, Excel? I'm good. Thanks. So what about you? Happy to have you here. I'm good. I'm good. Like, w- would you like to speak with me today in this uh, small space? <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> cool. Um, so we'll wait for four more minutes for people to join us. Uh, to be honest, 200 people sign up. Uh, I'm not sure what it means in, in, in a matter of like who actually is going to show up. But in the meantime, we're here. Uh, my name is Yuval Keshtecher. I'm the founder of the UX Writing Hub which is uh, one of the largest uh, online education platform for UX writers in, in uh, the world. And I'm also the host of the Writers in Tech uh, podcast. Uh, we might upload this space to the Writers in Tech podcast. And if it will be good, I see that Juan is here as well. Juan, so nice to have you here. I miss talking to you in this kind of spaces since our time at the Clubhouse. Uh, which was a while back already. So thank you for uh, for joining us today. Um, and by the way, yes, more people are joining. Hey, Juan, how are you? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I really, really, really remember these uh, clubhouse talks and some of them that we did on um, on Spaces as well. And yeah, it's super fun to be here. I always, like, I see UX writing, I tap it, you know. Yeah, it was good times. I remember like opening a UX writing chat at Clubhouse and bam, 200 people showing up and such an amazing discussion with amazing people. That was a lot of fun. And that was cool. Okay, so we have a few more minutes to join and to let more people to join. And that's about it. It's going to be uh, fun. Hopefully, uh, we will talk about the current challenges of UX writers and content designers. And uh, we'll, be lo- we'll, we'll leave also room for questions for everyone. Um, and that's about it. Um, yeah. So, Juan, what's on your plate these days? So, yeah, I'm, I'm still working for Minecraft. Uh, lots of stuff to do there. Um, 
very, very exciting company to work for. Of course, there's always like fun stuff happening. I get to touch a lot of different parts of the game and of the the franchise, um, which is multiple games now. We also have Minecraft Dungeons, which is really fun. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, just fi- actually finishing up a day of, uh, of working for them. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I have a call in two minutes that I have to jump mm-hmm. on. But uh, which is still part of the work day, I guess. <laughs> and uh, but if you're still going uh, later, I'll I'll make sure to join after as well. Cool. Yeah, and everyone, if you if you want to listen to Juan and what he's doing as a freelance UX writer because he's doing fantastic things, I really recommend to check the podcast episode we had together in Writers in Tech, where he explained uh, very thoroughly about what he's doing in his day to day job. So uh, so check it out. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to record that with you, Yuval. I, I really um, I had a lot of great reactions from people who listened to it. And uh, yeah, again, like, uh, was super honored for the for the opportunity. I had a lot of fun there. Nice. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you, Juan. Uh, I see that Excel is here as well. Excel, how about you? What's on your plate these days? Uh, well, I'm trying to stay busy i mean even even if i'm not trying to i'm quite busy actually uh i'm working at saas company that builds uh softwares for data engineers specialists and, and all so we have a lot uh, to do uh, especially in creating the processes and implement implementing the uh the ux writing and content design uh, methodology in the company and I also have uh, a few freelance gigs, and, and I'm trying to work on, on a book about UX writing for French people, because we do not have that much uh, resources in French for now. I know, I know. I'm in touch with a few companies uh, in French, uh, main, in France, mainly uh, Quanto and Open Classroom. That's uh, the two companies I know in French that yeah. uh, invest quite heavily in UX writing. Lately? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Conto is quite heavy. They have a, a huge team that they still uh, still keep on growing. Uh, I think they're probably like uh, ten or fifteen UX writers now, or, or about to be. They told me that they will hire ten more this year. Yeah, so definitely check out Conto if uh, anyone is in the Europe area and is looking for a UX writing gig. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. They're definitely heavy. Open classrooms too. They they have uh, quite good leaders on UX writer on UX writing and. Uh, they're going uh, to reach more and more audience in, in the French uh, market, I, see, I think. Mm-hmm. And how many UX writers do you have uh, on your team? At, uh, <laughs> For now, we're only two because it's still a new, a new thing. But we're about to hire, I think, uh, five or, or six in the next year. Wow, that's amazing. And, and you think that like you... like Okay, so many people have a lot of challenges right now to scale their UX writing team. Yeah. Um, what's your current take on that? Uh, it's, it's really a difficult question, but what I'm thinking to do is um, trying to, to keep a, a project-led vision uh, because we're going on a project-led growth uh, design in the, in the next month. And I think that this is going to be the way we're going to scale our teams because for now we're only two 
uh, which is enough because we are just uh, settling the foundations, uh, we can say. Uh, but then we need to have at least one UX writer per product uh, because each product is really, really heavy and complex. They are really complex environments. And so we need to be able to have a writer that is entirely dedicated to a product uh, in order for him to, for him or her, uh, for that to, to be able to properly master it, we'd say. And what is exactly product-led growth for people here that are a bit unfamiliar with this term? <laughs> yeah, you're right, sorry. Um, product-led growth would be um, trying to keep in mind the evolution uh, of the company by the, the evolution of the product, which means that we will uh, give a new direction to the, the, the entire, the overall company um, by understanding and scaling, scaling the product. So we will uh, better the company by bettering the product itself, basically. Amazing. And uh, are you excited to lead the team of... Uh, oh, definitely, definitely, because it's been like four or five years that I'm working in, in UX writing now. And uh, yeah, having a, having a team is definitely something that I'm looking forward to. I'm sure you'll do great. Like you're one of the, our most... Uh, you get the best reviews uh, as the mentor at the UX Learning Academy for the UX Learning Hub. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I hope so. That's a good practice. So uh, based on your past experience mentoring and so on, what would be your tips for people like that, uh, like for UX writers out there or for people that are getting into UX writing or maybe it's their first year? Mm. Um, for me, one of the most important things that uh, kind of changed the way I was doing UX writing uh, was to have fun. Because at first I wanted to be right because you know coming from writing and, and working in marketing and stuff like that you, you tend to uh, base yourself on on analysis and on like feedbacks and all of that and so you you want to to be right because you're doing stuff based on something rational and you, you know that you're a good professional so you want to build something uh, that is right because you think it's the best way to do it uh, but in the end, you're not doing that alone. So you will always have to find a consensus with the people you're building with. And in the end of the day, it's not worth stressing over. The most important part is just having fun, trying to learn as you go, because I found that you always learn a lot. Like even after seven years of working in, in the content, I'm still learning so many things on a daily basis because I'm just not trying to be right anymore. I'm just trying to figure out as I go and learn as much as I can with the people I work with. That's amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I really want to up one up for that. Like keep constantly learning. To be honest, lately I feel a bit uh, burnout. Mm. Like uh, a bit, uh, I, I really constantly in the last five, six years, I was constantly learning all about education and, and learning new things. And uh, on a personal level, I had a bit of a burnout and a bit lack of motivation to learn new things. But now I think I'm a bit uh, back on track. And what was, according to you, the thing that allowed you to, to be back on track? Hmm. So that's a good uh, question. I think taking some time off is something yeah. that is really important. Uh, my girlfriend is really helping me with that. 
I just I used to work like weekends and I used to you know draft ideas during the weekend because I thought to myself um, that's you know I'm on top of it and I can do whatever I want and at some point after a few years like that working weekends and holidays without taking some time off and especially you know with the UX trading hub which is a very intense operation for me and so now it's like I'm I'm trying to take more uh, more time off and then I find myself like when I actually need to work when I'm actually working I have some more capacity to kind of learn new things and so on also another thing that uh, led me to burnout is the fact that I had a very very small team and now I have a bigger team which mm-hmm. allowed me to delegate tasks and then be more on top of like Uh, things like uh, managing it instead of like being hands-on and do everything by myself I think no. it's really important to build guidelines and systems that will allow your team to take where you your work where you left off and, and keep doing it for themselves do you know what I'm saying yeah yeah exactly and that's something really interesting that you were saying about um, building guidelines and systems and and this is something that I'm kind of facing right now because we have a huge team design system team and um, we ha- we are trying to implement a, a very systemic approach and one of the challenges that I have now is trying to um, also adapt this systemic approach to content how is it possible to have a systemic vision of content uh, knowing that when writing well you need to write according to the context so it's all about the variations and how to create a system within variations and But it's definitely something that we need to do, because, as you were saying, it's the best way to manage your time and and scale optimize it yeah uh, I agree on on my uh, my few tips for people that are building systems or content design systems or style guide or or in general are in more of a management position or would like to be in a management position is to think about any like repetitive task. that exist in your organization every time someone asks you for the same thing and maybe how to do the same thing or and so on and build a system around that like build a system around process of processes that already exist don't try to systemize out of the blue or something like that if that makes sense I hope it, I hope it makes sense. It does because, yeah because my mistake was that I tried to build systems before there were actually things going on, mm-hmm. and then people wouldn't follow them, so the system had to follow an a, an existing pattern, which is I don't know, for example, if someone asked me on a weekly or monthly basis um what the headline of this email should be, so I would write them kind of a guideline that this person could just pull mm-hmm. and use it instead of asking me, and that's an example of a very simple. system it's not even a system it's just a very small rule that might be a part of a bigger system and yeah that's about it by the way and if anyone want to share their thoughts you're more than invited to uh, to be to speak here as well this is a UX writing space my name is Yuval founder of the UX writing hub Yuval Kessler, founder of the UX writing hub host of the writers in tech podcast Uh, there is a chance we're going to upload this specific space and future space to the writers in tech podcast if uh, if it will work and if it will be good and if people would like to listen to them um, 
And I'm very happy to have you. It's the first time we're doing something like that. We used to do it at Clubhouse last year, and it was extremely successful. And then Clubhouse died, and now we're on Twitter. I didn't like Twitter for a while, but uh, now I'm back on Twitter. And so I decided to do these kind of spaces and, and just um, create some kind of a community and discussion around what UX writing writers and and uh, content designers are facing these days, and which kind of challenges do we have and share them and maybe help each other out. And there are, there are some pretty awesome people in this chat right now. So feel free to raise your hand if you want to speak. It's the first time I'm doing it, so I guess that I have to learn how to, like, you have to um, raise your hand, and then I will invite you, and then you could join us to this panel. It's uh, an open panel. Anyone can join. Um, and I see that uh, uh, Mayoa is here with us as well. Mayoa, uh, it, did I pronounce your name right? It's actually Mayoa, but you can just call Mayoa. it Mayoa. Yeah. Mayoa? Mayoa is fine. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I see that you uh, are a UX writer at uh, Flutterwave, correct? Yes, Flutterwave. This is a, a, a company that I've been following for a while, you know? Oh, really? But it's one of the best uh, uh, startup companies that came from uh, Nigeria, correct? Yes, yes. It's like a marketplace for developers. Well, no, we're payment oh, processor. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a, it's a fintech company. I, I, uh... Yes, a fintech company. Okay. Amazing. So uh, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> I would love to listen to your craft and what your current challenges in uh, in one of the largest startup companies, fintech companies in Nigeria. So um, I think on our end, one of the larger problems or challenges is getting people to understand the value of UX writing generally. So for context, um, Flutterwave has about a staff strength of 500 people and there are just three content designers and we have lots of products that we're working on. And even that, we literally just got hired a couple of months ago. So there's a very, um, it's growing in the company and in the Nigerian space generally, getting people to understand why they should have UX writers in-house, the value of UX writers, how to work with a UX writer. So that's mostly what we've been advocating for right now. That's amazing. And uh, it's quite of a challenge. I know other fintech companies that have maybe one writer for uh, every product team, for example. Yeah. <laughs> um that's uh, that's cool so how many products are you working on so you have three writers and how many products are you working on so i work on three of our products so each content designer has to work on like three four products each depending on which of them has a lot of work going on mm -hmm. and uh, this is your first ux writing role or you have more experience than that this is my first full-time UX writing role. So I wow. used to work in advertising as a copywriter and then transitioned to UX writing. And uh, how was that transition to you, the transition to UX writing? I think the biggest um, challenge in the transition to UX writing was moving from thinking as a copywriter in advertising by just trying to use, you know, fancy words and exciting words to design thinking with UX writing and knowing how to write as a UX writer. 
like thinking in flows and uh, stuff like that instead of uh, creating advertisements basically exactly and uh, what do you do in order what did you do in order to learn uh, UX writing or did you just go with the just started doing it and that's that was enough to learn it so it was mostly just taking courses so I took a course on UX content collective listen to podcasts I listen to your podcast actually listen Thank to you. a lot of podcasts I follow your blog follow a lot of people's blog articles read books just trying to get as much um, content and information as I can about UX writing and then finding opportunities to practice it That's uh, amazing. I'm very happy to hear uh, that uh, you listen to the podcast, uh, Writers in Tech. Um, yeah. We might upload uh, this uh, space to the podcast if uh, we'll have the consent of all of the people involved. Um, yeah, sure. We're actually in touch with the, this academy in, uh, in Lagos named the Uranus Academy. Are you familiar with them? I think I've heard about them before. It's like a nonprofit and they are all about like teaching UX and stuff and we we wanted to to do some scholarships for our UX writing content uh, so more people in uh, Lagos could could have uh, our content uh, for free yeah that's fantastic because there's a growing content design community in Nigeria generally and people are still trying to figure out how to learn what to learn and how to go about it so I think that would be very helpful. Yeah, the, we just did a salary survey in the UX writing hub. And uh, and I have a feeling that uh, if we really invest more in uh, in a, a, a education, for example, in many different countries, we really could help people to to double their annual salaries in, in, in this kind of situation. I feel like that's what yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's awesome. I would love to talk with you. Maybe we could uh, do something together. Sure, no problem. That's awesome. All right. Um, is anyone else want to join our discussion and share some thoughts and ideas uh, in this uh, space that we're doing? Um, I'd love for more people to join. I will also invite more people, of course. And, and so, on. so it's like the first time I'm doing this Twitter space. And we're thinking to do something more. kind of on a weekly or monthly basis if there's going to be demand the idea is to make the topic of UX writing accessible to people so anyone could just ask questions we could answer these some talented folks on this panel right now uh, Axel uh, Mayowa uh, and uh, yeah if you have any question we would love uh, to answer I said Axel raise his hand hey <laughs> yeah, I'm raising my hand. didn't want to interrupt you. Um, I, I just didn't want to, to ask a question to Mayowa. Uh, you, were, you were saying uh, at the beginning of your introduction that one of the biggest issues or challenges that you have right now is to make people understand uh, why they need UX writing and how UX writing is important in the company. And I kind of wanted to, to know how you deal with that because I feel it's something really common as it's still... quite new uh, for a discipline and people mainly don't really know what we're doing or, or why it's different from copywriting or any other sort of writing. So, yeah, how do you deal with that? So it's mostly, what's the word now, advocating and having conversations about it. So, for instance, if there is a new sprint going on, constantly ensuring that the product manager brings me on from the beginning of the project. If we 
create if say um, there's a new feature that we pushed out that had better content design getting the numbers of what the numbers of what that particular feature was doing before and the numbers now that it has better content design to show the value of ux writing and content design to the bottom line at the end of the day and just pushing content towards them so say i find an interesting article for instance that talks about ux writing i can share on the slack channel that has the rest of my design team so that they can also learn and understand what ux writing is awesome really that's i think it's one of the best uh, explanation that i've heard uh, about this like really it seems like a really a perfect way to deal with that thank you for your answer thank you What's the last piece of content that uh, you remember that caught your attention or that you shared with your team that gave you the most value lately, if you remember? Um, I think it was, I wasn't even the one that shared it, it was someone else that shared it, an article from Meta on content design. I'd see if I can find the link and share. Yeah, that's amazing. I'll tweet it, you can send it over to me. Uh, what I really like, by the way, this is a really cool trick in case n- n- uh, not everyone is uh, know about it, but many companies have really successful design blogs for their team. So you have the Slack design blog, the Dropbox design blog, the Google design blog, the Meta design blog, and all of those have some really good content for uh, for folks that want to learn about best practices from, from this type of companies. So... Uh, so yeah, this is an article from the Facebook blog, and, and know that you have a lot of uh, blogs like that. Other places to consume information. I really like the uxdesign.cc, the polar bear or medium is one that I read often, and also uh, Smashing Magazine. It's more UX design oriented, but it's also one that I really really like. And, and yeah, maybe if you send me this link, I will tweet it. I'm not sure exactly how it works with spaces. I guess you can't share it on a space, or you can. I don't know if you can. Just uh, do it. I'll DM the link to you. I think that once you tweet it, you can pin it on the space. Oh, really? So other people can also see it, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, it's one of the first spaces that I'm participating in. So I'm, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe, okay. Let me know when you send it and then I will try to pin it. Uh, I see that we have a, a, I need you to help me to pronounce your name. Ayoriami? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Eva, hold on. Thank you, thank you. How are you? We've talked uh, last week, right? Or yeah, I... we did. yeah, we did. You're right. The, and we're and meeting of, next week. Yeah, of course. So okay. you're from the folks of uh, Uranus Academy? Yeah, I am. Oh, amazing. Tell me more about uh, what you do. I'm happy that you have this conversation now. Um, basically, we, we try um, to help um, individuals who are interested in learning about UX design, um, both UI and UX processes. And of course, our fleets around uh, November, we are able to start pushing about UX writing and uh, why it is really important in the design process. So basically, we, we try to help newbies who really want to learn more about the UX world. That's amazing. And it's a non-profit, correct? Yeah, exactly. You're right. Amazing. So next week, we're meeting and uh, we're going to talk about uh, different opportunities, about how we could create uh, more... 
and better education for youth learners. Uh, yeah. For your own academy. That's awesome. Yeah, what can I add to that? <laughs> and thumbs up to Mayowa. Yeah, thumbs up to Mayowa. Um, it's really an amazing work they're doing at Thought Wave, and I really appreciate the thought process you, you guys are really doing at Thought Wave. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I heard about the startup uh, from Israel, so definitely they're doing an amazing job. Uh, so uh, kudos. Um, amazing. I'm going to invite speak a few uh, more people to join us and maybe ask questions if they have, because we really have some awesome people in this panel, and I would love to to before we will finish in seven minutes uh, before we close this conversation. I would love it if we could uh, be helpful for people here and uh, see how we could make this uh, in the future as more structured conversation and see how we could make it a consistent thing so we could build panels that will help youth writers and youth writing folks around the world uh, to get into uh, this field or to just excel in this field in case they're already working as youth writers. And so please raise your hand if you're interested to and join this space. And, and uh, that's more or less about it. Anyone want to join? Raise your hand if you want to join. I would really love to answer your questions. Let's see that Kevin is here. How are you, Kevin? Hope you're good. And yeah, let's see. And in the meantime, oh, oh, cool, Kevin. In the meantime, um, I would say that, uh, um, yeah, um, one of the biggest challenges that uh, we have these days is around building a content design system and building content design systems for our clients. And so that's what's on my plate right now, like understanding and identify how to systemize content design for my clients, for the companies I'm working with, or even for my own companies, the UX Writing Hub, so we could scale and make sure that we could create consistent user experience and consistent communications with our users, even though if I'm not or the, the writer of that specific content. So creating some kind of a content design system is what we're trying to do and to build some best practices around that. One of the best resources that I recommend that I found out lately is the concept, content design system by Intuit. I really recommend you to Google it. I will try to, I will try to, do, to pin it. Actually, did you want to say something about it? Yeah, I wanted to ask because it is something that I'm working on too. Uh, I wanted to ask what are eventually the tools that you use um, to create such a content design system? So that's a really good question. Uh, and I found a design system of Intuit and I will try to pin it. If anyone know how to pin here anything, so let me know because I will try it now. Uh, but basically the tools that... Um, the tools of can could vary. Um, for example, the Intuit Content Design System is an open source web page that everyone could join, could use. 
I heard about many teams that using Figma for their content design system. So they already have some kind of a design system in place, like as a component, you know, based on Brad Frost atomic design methodology. So they have their atoms, molecules, and all of these components. If, if uh, people here don't have any idea about what I'm talking about, feel free to ask. But based on that design system, people are building their own content design systems inside of the Figma file. So this is something that I've heard many people are doing. Um, I heard that uh, there are some big, big, big teams. Twitter. So such in Twitter and Pinterest, I think they use a tool named uh, writer.com, um, which, is a, which is a tool uh, by a really cool entrepreneur named Meg Habib. I interviewed her for a podcast. They're not sponsored our podcast as well. So I heard that that tool might be good for that, even though I don't have much of experience of using it for a content design system. And to be honest, if it's like on small scale and not a lot of people are going to use it, maybe um, using even Google Docs or Notion could work. The idea here is to, to build that system only where people would actually use it. Uh, and that's the challenge, to make sure that people would actually use it. Because most of the product team is in Figma already, so I know about many, many people that try to do it in Figma. Um, and that's about it. Writer is also a Figma plugin, so maybe that can be a good idea. But to be honest, I, uh, there isn't one way to go here. We're kind of trying to build this practice right now. Many many companies are trying to figure it out as, as they go. Mm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay. Thank you for your answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I see that... Uh, uh, and Ghana is here. What's up? Uh, hi, Yuval. Thank you so much for hosting this space. So based on what you were just saying, I would also love to know yours as well as the guest inputs on um, how to go about making wordless uh, within the content design system because like wordless for each language is usually like very elaborate. So um, is there you know, anything that people use to come up with wordless, like the Intuit uh, design system, as well as, uh, you know, Google have wordless listed. So is there any way that, uh, you know, people come up with this list? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. So there is a really cool methodology named, uh, I think it's called like voice and tone sliders or something like that. So I would definitely Google it. I think that Kinetifat is talking about it in her book. Uh, but basically it's about like having those sliders that say like on one side it's like are we serious on the other side it's say like are we casual and then like you need to rank your brand right in the right place like your company right in the right place and you have like different sliders and a really cool methodology that um, I, I saw that was happening in, at monday.com is that they've built some kind of a survey using type form and they created those voice and tone sliders, like, um, and they they made it fun. They made it a really cool survey. Like they made it two pictures. Like on the left side there was like fish fillet, which was like fancy dish, and on the right side there was like pizza, which is like casual dish. And they were like, if uh, Monday was a dish, which dish would it be? And they made pe people to vote, and then they asked them why. So they asked many many different questions, and they asked people to elaborate why they chose what they choose 
another question that they ask is if uh, you meet some you met someone at a bar and you had to describe to them Monday in three words and three adjectives what would those be and then they took the data from that service survey and synthesized it and then they understood which kind of words the users of Monday are using in order to describe their product and based on that they created the award list and then they printed it on the wall and made sure that everyone would actually use it they had like seven golden rules and seven word lists uh, based on On that so that's like one trick that I've heard of and with wow that's very interesting yeah, like a data driven way to 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 describe your product and and you know I used to work with this client and they were like I asked them how they would describe their app and they were like we're fierce and we're courage and it was like a very complicated b2b dashboard whatever and And when we surveyed their users in order to build their voice and tone uh, guide, their users said completely different things. Like, this product is knowledgeable, this product is smart, and so on. And, and there was some dissonance between how the company wanted to, be dis- wanted to describe their product and the way that they, their users described it. And eventually... You know there is some branding questions here like are we going to go with the way we want to be perceived or are we going to go with the way we already are perceived but I'm not a branding expert at all uh, but it's just cool to to see that gap sometimes anyway uh, that's about it yeah very super interesting thanks so much Yuvan. yeah for sure for sure you, Do you have any other questions maybe yeah related to content style guide content design system so sure, I'd love to know actually if um, you know there's anyone here who works for a very large corporation and um, you know how that you know is in terms of you know helping to build the content design system in like you know very large orgs where the strength is probably more than a thousand people um, so that's also something that I'd mm-hmm. love to know but yeah if we have the time yeah, I think um, that uh, Mayoa uh, can help with that uh, hopefully if she wants because uh, yeah sorry I missed oh, yeah, the question sorry, sorry. so basically um, um, just for people that haven't been here so Mayoa is working in one of the Uh, biggest fintech companies at uh, Lagos, Nigeria, as a UX writer, which is a big company, 500 people. And uh, I'm going to ask about uh, the process and if there is any process of building some kind of a content style guide or a design system in large corporations, like medium-sized corporations as, such as yours. And what would be the process to set it up, if there is any? So we actually just created our first content style guide. Um, so part of what we did was to have conversations with users, have conversations with people within the team to understand <clears throat> how we wanted our um, products to sound, voice and tone. And then we realized that there was a lot of inconsistencies between products 
down to little things like grammar, capitalization, and things like that. So we wanted to address all of that. And we just got to work on it, discussed, decided um, how we wanted all of these things to be and put it together in a content style guide, which we now shared with everyone within the team. Because again, because we're building a lot of products and there aren't enough hands on UX writing, occasionally there are things that would pass by that we might not be able to directly review. But with having a content style guide like that, it's able to guide anyone that is writing for the product to know the boxes that they need to tick when they are writing. And how do you make sure, because this is one of the biggest challenges to me, but how do you make sure that people would actually follow those style guides and people would actually use them? Is there some tricks and tips that you can share based on your experience? So part of, part of what we've done, for instance, during a general group call today, we presented the content style guide to the rest of the team, walked them through all the parts of it, how to use it, ask people to reach out to us if they have questions and then constantly just checking in with people and checking in to make sure that it is being, um, what's the word now? Almost like policing to make sure that people are actually using it and it's actually being followed. Amazing. Such an amazing tip. Thank you so much for your answer. Um, I see that Camis uh, raised her hand. That will be probably the last uh, question. Um, yes, Camis. Um, hey, folks. Um, actually, I was kind of uh, wanted to give my fifth sense of this on this topic please, because please, please. <laughs> uh, because this is a challenge that we are um, passing through in my team now, and we you know we have um, a content style guide and is really uh, complete, but. Um, we make sure that this style guide has the same, um, you know, uh, is in the same room or space uh, that uh, the design system because uh, we need to work um, close with the product designer. So it will be amazing if he uh, understand how to write for the product. And uh, we actually put our content designer uh, system inside the design system. And uh, this is make, this make uh, a lot of sense a lot, and makes the job for the uh, product designer a lot easier because, you know, uh, when he needs to create um, ice cream with empty states, uh, you know, he will he will read about um, pixels and colors, but actually he will, he will read too about um, content uh, guidelines, uh, character characters for the text, uh, how to build a, a a title and a subtitle if we use punctuation, if not. So it really help helpful us here to um, come together with these two uh, guides. And something that I actually uh, listened uh, in a podcast uh, yesterday by Shopify, uh, they have a UX podcast, and the UX manager tells us something tells us something like, um, for build a solution, for build a system, this have to make a task ten times easier. So you know, in large corporations, you need to uh, talk about. Uh, how the marketing team use the tone of voice and merge this with how you create phrases and text in the screens in the app. So uh, it's really great to uh, put together in one room these teams 
and work together to build this kind of content. And it, it actually helps to listen the UX writers are you working with. Uh, how, uh, what are their uh, painful pain points and in, in the daily basis, you know, in the day-to-day of the work? Uh, what is bothering them? What is something that they always ask to do? And uh, like, you know, uh, what is the title for the button to keep going on the flow? You know, uh, is next, is uh, keep going. Uh, and this is something that the product designer, the uh, PM or anyone could know if it, if, it, if this uh, is on the content guide. So uh, this is really helpful here. And uh, check out the Polaris, uh, the Shopify content, uh, content design and design system because they have a content guide really helpful, really amazing too. Great example, great example for Alice by Shopify. You know what? You gave me a really good idea just to take this recording and upload it as a Writers in Tech episode and add all of the relevant links that you've shared with me in the show notes so everyone could just listen and, and check it out. What do you think? Amazing. Of course, I'll, I'll DM you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, Excel raised his hand. And uh, that will be the last uh, thing, the last comment we'll have here. Yes, Excel. <laughs> Thanks, Jamal. Very quickly, I just wanted to come back on, on what some uh, something that has been said about working with the marketing team. Uh, I think this is very uh, valuable information here. Uh, I used to work in a very, very large company before. I was working at, in the headquarters of uh, Renault and, and Dacia, you know, the, the car makers. And so working at the headquarters uh, made me work with uh, at the minimum of 42 countries. So everything that we built was built and deployed uh, for 42 different markets. So, of course, we needed to be able to build content guidelines that were also subject to modifications because of localizations problematics. And one way of making sure that these guidelines would be shared to every country and would be applied uh, was to work um, all together with the marketing teams and, and the different um, digital managers of, of the countries with the help of the marketing teams. So make sure to always reach out to the people who can help you because at the end of the day, we're all working together for the same goal. So you're not alone in this. Uh, what a great way to finish this conversation, excellent. Thank you so much for this tip. Amazing, amazing, thank you. amazing. And thank you everyone for joining us for this space. We will upload it to the Writers in Tech uh, podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever, whatever you want. We will add all the relevant links over there. If people would like it, and if you find it useful, please clap right now so I know, and then we'll do just more of these and give more voices for people from our community. Uh, so we could learn from each other. I know that I learned a lot and I had a lot of fun to share what I know and that's what I'm planning to do also in the future. So thank you for joining us today. I'll see you next time. Please follow me and follow every, all of the people in this panel if you want to know when are going to be the next spaces. I promise I'm going to upload and update everyone about it and also share a lot of more information here on Twitter that will be useful for you and for your craft. And that's about it. And I'll see you next time. Or oh, I'll hear you next time. Ciao. Bye. Bye. <laughs>